My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. Um, all right. <laughs> the Oddscast podcast. We are chugging along here on the NFL Summer Series preview Choo-choo. podcast. Choo choo, vroom vroom, episode three, NFC North. Again, we've already done the NFC, AFC East. If you haven't listened to those, go listen. Donald DeLeo, Joe DeLera, Terry Takes, producer Corey. It is NFC North time, and we're just going to get right into it. You know the deal by now. Joe, give us the odds. NFC North, division winners. Let us take a gander. Okay, so the oh, NFC, you take a gander. The I'm NFC North gonna... odds. I'm going to give you the best odds possible here. Let me guess. The Packers. Caesar Sportsbook. Packers, minus 150. The Vikings. Minus Caesar. 150? That's it? Yeah, on Caesars. That's what, that's what I'm being told by the Action Network right now. Um, the Vikings on Fox bet plus 380. Um, the consensus, these odds are like all over the place, honestly, because that's really high. The Vikings consensus 250. The Bears, uh, plus 550 is about their consensus, and then the Lions at plus 2800, their consensus is 25 to 1. So, uh, you can get a little bit of extra value on the Packers on Caesars and a little bit of extra value on the Vikings on Fox bet. Uh, What's the Packers consensus? Uh, Packers consensus is 165. That sounds more right. That sounds more right. Um, all right. Packers 13 and three last year. Um, all the shit going on about Rogers. I'm sure we can talk in circles about where he goes next, but it seems like, as disgruntled as he is going to be, um, he's going to play this year in Green Bay. I haven't heard anything to the contrary, and I think at this point in the season, um, I don't think that's changing. Do you see that any differently, Terry? No. You know, he's just going to play for the Packers. So I don't think that changes how you look at the Packers this year. Um, the only thing I will say th- – so. He was disgruntled last year. The team on paper, I think, is the best team at football. Um, you know, they're, they're on paper, on paper. Um, they have everything. They have a great offensive line. They have weapons, the best wide receiver in the league, best quarterback in the league, good running backs. Um, that's just on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive side of the ball, they have the best corner in the league in uh, Jair Alexander. They have a good pass rush uh, led by Zadarius Smith. Um, and they have some depth there. And then they got, like I said, the best corner league. They got good coverage. Darnell Savage, um, 17th best safety in the league. And then Adrian Amos was the second best safety in the league. So, I, like, there's really no weak spot in this team. Maybe linebacker, if you say. Um, that could be a potential weakness, but other than that, this team is stacked. Um, the only thing you have to try and mitigate if you're betting the Packers or rooting for the, or just, you know, buying the Packers as a potential Super Bowl, you know, regular season, I, I won't say Super Bowl. Cause I, they, I think this team just can't win the playoffs. Like the feel good story. Like I don't see Aaron Rodgers smiling at the end of the season. 
I think it's going to end with a frown face for Aaron Rodgers. I don't you never see... smile if they won the Super Bowl. They <laughs> smile. Really um, in jeopardy. I don't. The only thing you have to worry about with Aaron Rodgers is that the team struggles and they're like six and four or like close to 500, like in the middle of the season. And he tweaks something and he's like, fuck this. I'm not playing for this because I'm, I'm going to be in a much better place next year. That's the only thing you have to worry about, which is a big concern. NFL guys get hurt all the time. So that's, that's my worry, Terry. I don't really have anything bad to say about this team other than, the potential for Aaron Rodgers to just take the rest of the year off when he gets dinged up because he doesn't want to play. Uh, yeah, like you said, they're pretty deep. A lot of skill on both sides of the ball. The vision is relatively weak. With, I mean, the Lions are probably going to suck with Man Campbell and Jared Goff. The Vikings are. I mean, we'll talk about them soon, I guess. But they're the Vikings, and Kirk Cousin is still their quarterback. Um, Surprisingly. Yeah. And the Bears – the Bears are going to Bears, I think, with with Matt Nagy as the coach and Bill Bill Lazer, Lazer Beam Eyes, as, uh, as the offense coordinator. So, I, I don't know if they, they face the stiffest competition uh, in the division, but, you know – Aaron Rodgers, like you said, they start off slow and he, he could tweak something and he's older and, you know, wants to go on and play somewhere else. May take his time getting back uh, back onto the field. Um, and, you know, is Jordan Love ready to play? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I think is a team definitely talented enough to win the division without, I don't think they're talented. I, I want to, how do I, period. I, I, is the team good enough to win the division without Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, maybe. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, if, if you ask me week one, then I'm going to say no. If you ask me with a little bit of a head start and they're like two games, ahead in the division three games ahead in the division like week 10 or 11 then maybe yeah um i just think that you know offensive line looks better just because rogers is that good Devontae adams looks that much better because rogers is that good and like we've talked about with other teams who have bad offenses they make the defenses look bad defenses look good when a quarterback can go on long drives and extend drives and and get yourself good field position uh, for the defense so I'm going to say no, actually. I answered my own question. It took me a while to get there, but I'm saying no. Yeah. Um, so that's really what I – I don't want – you got to look at this two ways, right? I, I'm definitely not betting on the Packers because that's just a huge unknown. And I think that the odds are not like, – like the risk that I'm taking on betting anything having to do pro Packers, the risk – is just outweighed by the odds that I'm getting. I'm not getting good enough odds um, to buy on the Packers. Like if the Packers were plus money to win the division because the Rodgers thing was so bad 
I would take the Packers to win the division, but they're not. They're minus 160. Got to lay a lot of juice, and I think their win totals are pretty high too. Um, you know, even if the Super Bowl is like 13 to one, conference winner six to one, second in that. Um, you know, it's 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 tough. It's it's tough to bet on the Packers knowing that that's in the background and that has the potential to blow up if I'm not getting odds that reflect that. The second thing is I'm not betting on the Chicago Bears um, to, to win the division or something like that because of the Aaron Rodgers situation. Because I know if I do that, Aaron Rodgers is going to play the whole year and the Packers are going to go 12-5 and five or 13-4 or 14-3. See, I am good at that. I finally got the numbers right on the, on the yeah, that was 17 good. season. Um, that's just going to happen. I'm just going to look like an idiot. So I don't, I think it sucks in terms of like futures betting, but if Aaron Rodgers is playing and is healthy, I don't, the Packers are, are, are beating a lot of teams. That's all I will say. I think it's more of a daily play kind of take the, or weekly play, take the Rodgers news for what it is week by week. You know, if he gets hurt, in the game that he gets hurt, there's really nothing you can do about it. Um, and then maybe fade him after uh, the Packers after, but just uh, if Rogers is playing, he's healthy and this team is good. It's they're really fucking good. Yeah. They're pretty fucking good. Good analysis. Thank um, you. Yeah. I think the division bet is kind of just a wash for me. I don't like he's too important of a player to, to bet on or bet against him playing you know what i mean like you just laid out so if you're gonna bet in this division i would just look to to team totals and not uh not the division because if he plays they should win the division pretty easily all right um let's go to team number two here and we'll start with the Chicago Bears because they actually surprised. And I actually had to remind myself when I was going and doing this research. Chicago Bears made the playoffs last year, like the most quiet playoff appearance of all time. I think it may have been the third wild card being a thing because, like, they wouldn't have made the playoffs in any other year. Um, but they were eight and eight. Now they're plus 550. They fixed the Trubisky thing by getting rid of them. Um, yeah. now, now they have a quarterback that I think is really good. If you want to talk about a team being really good, I, I, I really, you know, yeah. I was going to say, I haven't been this excited about a quarterback coming out of, uh, you know, college since Josh Rosen, but that's more of, that was more of a political thing. Oh God. Um, well, say, let's, <laughs> not com- let's not compare. Let's not give him the death sentence already. Um, but no, I, I think Justin Fields like is, is Deshaun Watson 2.0, um, and I think he's just like so talented is like the perfect NFL type quarterback for where the NFL is right now. And, you know, I'm looking at the bears and I'm like, one in the three, this was like the most eye eye popping stat to me. Matt Nagy has never had a losing record in Chicago. He has, Three winning, se- quote unquote, winning seasons because he won eight and eight twice. Uh, but he has three, not quote unquote, not a winning season. 
He won three, three non-losing seasons and two playoff appearances, one coach of the year in three seasons. And he did that all with Mitch, Mitch fucking Trubisky. So he might be a very good coach. Like he might be the new Mike Tomlin of the NFL where he just can't have a losing season because he just finds a way to get to, to eight, eight wins. He's going to get a, find a way to get to nine wins now with the 17 game season, but the defense is good. Um, you know, on paper, they're, they're not as, as scary as they once were like Khalil Mack just is just like the best defensive player in the league. His name's not Aaron Donald. Um, but the offensive line is okay. Allen Robinson has been like an elite wide receiver with a terrible quarterback. He was number five wide receiver in the PFF last year. Um, and it's just, it, it's really comes down to Justin Fields. Like how, what's the Bears ceiling, I guess, is a good question that I could pose to you, Terry. Um, I think their ceiling is probably 10, 10 or 11 wins. Um, that's Justin Fields just hits the ground running. Their offense is clicking. Um, their secondary somehow figures it out um, and doesn't suck as bad as they did last year. Secondary is not good. That's the one thing about the defense. Secondary is not good. Yeah, no. Secondary is uh, pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, not great when Aaron Rodgers is in your division, um, and so is Justin Jefferson. Um, Jared Goff, who cares? Anyway, um, so I, I think it, it, it'll come down to the offense and what kind of production they can get. Uh, from Justin Fields and, and from the offense is, is Matt Nagy an offensive genius that he claims to be now that he has or could have a competent quarterback um, running the offense. So I think they could get to double-digit wins. I think it's a tough road. They're, again, their secondary is really bad. So they're going to need to score points. The team's got to score points. Team's got to score yeah, points to I win. Mean, um, you think of the Bears, like, you think of the Bears, you think of, like, this defensive monster. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think that's, that they're, they're not. No, I mean, they were still a top 10 defense last year for DVOA. They finished eighth. Um, defense, uh, offense, again, they were 25th. So that's, for the three years, it's been, I think, when they had the scary defense and the monster defense that's when they won the division went 12 and four in 2018. And since then the defense hasn't been as good and the offense has kind of stayed the same. That's kind of where I think the bears have been in the last three years in Nagy's tenure. Right. Yeah. So I agree with you. I don't think the, there's nothing in my on, on paper to say that the bears defense is going to get back to where it was, but the offense looks to be better simply because Trubisky is not there. Um, and, you know, it's just a matter of time. I think Fields is probably going to be the week one starter. Um, you know, oh. I, I think so. I mean, maybe they do Andy Dalton for a game or two, but even Dalton's probably a, a, a better um, option than Trubisky was. So I, it's just like at, at, at a certain point, like a team's got to cut ties and it just was never going to work out. Um, 
just just psychologically. So I think that I, I think the Bears in my head they finished third last year in the division. Like I thought the Vikings were still like okay. Um, But I think that they're a logical second place team again, um, because unless you have anything to add to the, to the bears here, I'm going to jump to the Vikings. Um, Do you have anything left to add? Fields is seven to one to win offensive rookie of the year. (sighs) Wait, is anybody talking about Trevor Lawrence? No, not really. Honestly. So I, I said this last episode with the Zach Wilson being the quietest second overall draft pick. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is the quietest number one overall draft pick I think I've ever seen. And like, especially for some guy who was like touted as like the next generational quarterback prospect. Everybody seems to be talking about fields. Everybody seems to be talking about um, what's his name for the Niners. Lance. Uh, Lance yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's interesting. The Jaguars are an interesting team too. Um, but that's, that's a teaser. Let's go to the Vikings here. I actually think this is a cat. This team is a candidate. There's usually one every season that just is so bad. Kind of at, at the, the tail end of their like nucleus core run. And they end up just tank, you know, punting and just the coach gets fired week 10. And, you know, they're already looking towards the next quarterback. And the Eagles were like that last year. Um, the year before that, I think it was the Texans or maybe the Texans last year. Like there's a couple teams that, and it's cyclical, right? Where, um, where coaches don't really have a lot of tenure um quarterbacks don't have a lot of tenure and the quarterbacks the the quarterbacks and the coaches that don't have a lot of tenure are the quarterback and the quarterbacks and coaches that don't win and if you're looking at like the longest tenured quarterbacks and head coaches in the league like i can read off a list of names to you on both of them and you'll stop me at names that you think shouldn't be on that list and the two names you'll stop me at is Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins. So, like, <laughs> if you just go down the list, like, Belichick, 2000, Peyton, 2006, the year they were hired, Tomlin, 2007, John Harbaugh, 2008, Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, and again, stop me, Mike Zimmer. Like, Zimmer's stop. up there with – okay. Thank you for stopping me. It takes another three years – until you get to another, the next crop of head coaches. So Andy Reid hired in Kansas City 2013. Mike Zimmer hired in 2014. Then it is another three years, 2017. That's the McDermott, McVay, Kyle Shanahan year. So even in 2017, like these teams are not, you know, that they're they're still not hanging on to guys. So I think Zimmer and Zimmer's been okay. He has a 57 win percentage, um, but that's not a co- that's not a, a, a record of a coach. And he's got three playoff berths in I think that's seven years. But if you look at the coaches above him, the lowest winning percentage on that list is John Harbaugh it's at 61 percent, and he won the Coach of the Year in the Super Bowl. Everybody above him on this list is Super Bowl 
um, and above 61 win percentage um, in the regular season. So that's the head coaching thing. You look at the quarterbacks and you look at the year that the quarterbacks were drafted. I will, there have been five starting quarterbacks, projected week one starting quarterbacks that were drafted in a year earlier than Kirk Cousins. Can you name them, Terry? What was the question? There are five quarterbacks projected to be week one stars in the NFL that were drafted before Kirk Cousins, like time-wise. Drafted before Kirk Cousins. That would be – so that's RG3's year. So wouldn't it be Brady, Fitzpatrick? Um, Rodgers. Yeah. There's six. I wasn't counting Fitzpatrick. Oh. <laughs> but yes, but yes, Brady, Rogers, Fitzpatrick, Stafford. Stafford is four. I'll give you Cam two Newton. more. Five. Cam Newton. Yep, five. Yeah. You, got, you got six. Six is. Uh, I will give you a hint. Burger, right. Yeah. Two, uh, there's more actually fuck Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got the long list here but matt ryan is on it so i so i was just shocked when i i read that andy dalton was drafted in 2011 and kirk cousins was drafted in 2012 in kirk cousins draft year russell wilson ryan Tannehill are still playing and they're still going strong but like I said, there's not a lot of quarterbacks that were drafted before him. And if they were drafted before him, they are in much they're, – they're performing much better than Kirk Cousins is. Kirk Cousins is like – my point is this. In a league that is so cyclical, Mike Zimmer should be fired like this year. Like, like just in terms of like turnover that – Mike Zimmer has been coaching for seven years, has a 56 win percentage, has only been to the playoffs three times, um, and has only won the division twice. Like, to me, this seems like the year that it, that it all falls apart for the Vikings. And the Vikings are – who are set up pretty well. Like, they have pieces like Justin Jefferson, uh, Dalvin Cook. Like, they have some pieces, Danielle Hunter – uh, but they're set up where they're now going to be the 49ers of two years ago or um, just a team that like is good on paper, but they just blew it up and have a new quarterback head coach. What do you think of that? Uh, I think that's fair. I, the team is definitely deep and they do have talent. I don't think Mike Zimmer's a terrible coach. But he's um, not an elite head coach and he's, his time has come. I That's guess my point. change for change's sake. I mean, like you said, you still have Jefferson and Thielen. Kirk Cousins, just don't put him in any primetime games. And they play in four of them. So that's that's tough. Not Not going to cover those games. <laughs> um, 
I think people might be sleeping on the Vikings a little bit because they wow, do have talent. We could not we could not be more polar opposite here. They did. I mean, they were due for regression last year, seven and nine, um, being one of the healthier teams a few years before that. I to say what. I want to be on your team here, but I, I think there, there could be a little magic in Minnesota. They didn't have fans last year. They're, they're the best team against the spread at home since 2016, I think. So no COVID fan, no fans because of what COVID. What is that, the Zimmer getting, Zone or whatever? They're, the, they're, what is that called, the Twilight uh, Zone? Yeah, the Zimmer Twilight a, Zone. When it's a non-divisional home opponent? Yeah, at home. Yep. Um, so – <laughs> Yes. So I don't I don't want to write them off just yet. I don't want to write them off. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking for the surprise team that just shits the bed, they fit the bill. Like, there's always one team that comes out that's supposed to be, like, there, and then all of a sudden they're picking top five in, in the next year's draft. Like, I, I can't find a better candidate. Maybe the Steelers, honestly. Um, but – you know, Tomlin, I, I can't bet against Tomlin to be under 500. And I, there's really not another good team on that list. Maybe the Saints. Like, if I'm just looking for blow-up teams, yeah, the yeah. Vikings are on top of the list. But... Yeah, I think the Saints wouldn't be surprising. Sean Payton doesn't care anymore. <laughs> He's just waiting to be the Cowboys head coach. Yep, just waiting out McCarthy. No, but I, I see your point. Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to look at it from a betting perspective, you can get the Vikings at plus 210 to finish in third, um, assuming you think the Lions are just, like, total trash. What if I think the Lions could could beat the Vikings in the standings? The Vikings are 12-1 to 1 to finish fourth. I don't know if they have head-to-head bets, because that would be interesting. Um, I'm not you, ready to, to buy the Detroit Lions. Though. I, I, I know. I'm just saying. But you could also take the Bears for a top two finish at plus 140. So that kind of covers all of your bases there, I feel. Because it's not buying in on the Packers necessarily, like if something weird happens with Rodgers, but it kind of is selling on the Vikings while buying the Bears. I can get under six and a half wins for plus 310. Or that. Or that. Or even under seven and a half at two to one. I just, it's. The fact that their line is like nine, basically, just, I don't know, it feels like a, it feels like a lot. Coverage is bad. Secondary is bad. Um, their best player on defense, besides Eric Hendricks, who is who is you know going to turn thirty this year, um, is Harrison Smith and Daniel Hunter, but he didn't play last year. Harrison Smith is going to be thirty three years old. Like the, the a lot of guys on this team are like it's kind of like the Eagles defense we were talking about, where a lot of them are are getting to be like out of their prime. Yeah, um, and just like it, it just wouldn't. You know, even Thielen, 
is is 31 32 so it's like i i just want you to at least see what i'm saying I'm not saying that it's going to happen this year but the clock is is definitely ticking uh, oh, on yeah. this vikings on this vikings uh experiment i see it i see them as like an eight or nine win team though All right, I really don't, you know, Justin Jefferson might be the best receiver in the NFL this year, um, but we've seen best receivers in the NFL be on bad teams many times in our lifetime, so. Yeah, that is true. And you know that I don't really care about running backs, so. Um, yeah. You know, not not much to love about the team, but I, I just, I'm, I'm fading, if you couldn't tell, I'm fading the Vikings hard. Uh, I can tell. They are a football family team, though. Mike Zimmer, Adam Zimmer is the defensive coordinator. And then Clint Kubiak, the son of Gary Kubiak, taking over the offensive play calling duties. Yeah, fade that. (laughs) Families shouldn't work together. Um, Detroit, (laughs) Detroit Lions... Dan Man Campbell, who will bite your neck off or whatever he said in that press bite conference. Bite your kneecaps. Bite your, bite your kneecaps off. Um, a lot of people don't think this team's going to be good. I don't really have any reasons to say that they will be good, except for the trenches. <laughs> they got one yeah, of the best centers in the league. Uh Taylor Decker, one of the best young tackles in the league. Uh, they get Panay Suell, um, who I thought the, the Miami Dolphins should have drafted. Um, but, you know, could be like a generational talent on the O-line. And then defensively, they're not – I mean, the, the, the secondary is just atrocious. Like, Okuda, you know, probably has half a season. Otherwise, he is a bust as the number three pick in the draft last year. Um, but defensive line, like, you know, Trey Flowers is very highly rated in PFF. Uh, Jamie Collins, you got all of those, like, Matt Patricia um, Patriots, like, holdovers still there that that are pretty solid. Um, it's just, like, offensively, not a lot to love with the skill position of quarterbacks here. Like Jared Goff, people forget how bad he was um, in his career uh, as the Los Angeles Rams quarterback when, you know, I, it's like Jared Goff, how, how good is he going to be or how bad is he going to be not in a system? That That's the real question. And Terry, do you have an answer for that? Uh, I don't think he's going to be great not especially in Detroit where man Campbell can't, can't really say he's a quarterback guy. Um, there's not Anthony Lynn is the offensive coordinator that went well um, in, in San Diego. I mean, he's a pretty good offensive coordinator, just terrible head coach. Um, but I think golf definitely um, benefited from Sean McVay's system, system quarterback type guy. I, I don't, he's, he's, Matt Stafford can make things happen when things went wrong. 
I don't think Jared Goff can do that shoulder in offense the way Matt Stafford did. If that makes sense. It makes sense. I think it's like pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> like you're not saying many, many profound things. No, I, um, I, but I don't think you need to. Yeah. I, I think it's just kind of like, you know, this is a project. Like it's, it's the Detroit lions are going to be drafting a quarterback in the next year's NFL draft. Um, I think that's probably, if you could bet on that, that's like minus 400 that they're going to be moving on from Jared Goff after this year. And it's just, uh, it's just Dan man Campbell's first year is uh, building something special in Detroit, you know, brick by brick. Um, that's where I think they're going to be at. So all that to say, I, Joe, do you have anything on the lines? They suck. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think Brashad Perryman is their number one wide receiver. <laughs> she yeah. is. Uh, they don't got a lot going on for them. Quentin Cephas. I think they're going to be in for a tough, tough season. So, all right, let's go to uh, – I'm not going to spend too much time on the line. Let's go to uh, our best bets for the NFC North. Uh, Terry, why don't you start because you've been – going going last so okay i'm going to take tough decision and even though we just talked about the packers and not no no i changed my mind i'm i'm going i'm going a little public here i'm going to take the chicago bears over seven and a half wins Adding a game to the schedule. Um, Matt Nagy is at least getting eight wins. It's a, it's in his blood. Whether he's eight and nine, <laughs> whether he's eight and nine or nine and eight, I don't really care because I win either way. Fair, fair. Um... I'll go next. I'm actually going to this is going to be my first play against the uh, extra games because uh, I think I'm getting a lot of value here. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings under seven and a half wins plus 200 alternate win line on FanDuel. I'm getting two to one odds that the Vikings fall flat on their face. I might play for a Vikings blow up season as well. Maybe sprinkle a little under five and a half. Um, but like I said, I think the time has come. I think if you, like I said, look at that head coaching, um, you know, tenure tree and just be, I was like, Mike Zimmer has been the head coach of the Vikings too long. So I think that that's, it's kind of like what we're looking at with like Bill O'Brien, uh, the last couple, the, the years before that, where we we're betting him to be first coach fired. Um, I will say, looking at their schedule, they do have, two should be easy games to start out, but they're on the road. So like if they come out, lose to the Bengals at home uh, in Cincinnati and then go to Arizona, lose in Arizona, then they got Seattle, Cleveland, um, you know, some easy games out of that, but they play some, some, some good teams. They play Cowboys, Ravens, Packers, 49ers, Steelers, Rams like like they got they got tough games on the schedule so I'm going Vikings under seven and a half plus 200 Joe what's your best bet uh I will be taking the Vikings 
to finish third in the division at plus 210. Um, I think the Packers, even even if in the chance that Rodgers doesn't play, I think that they're still they still are capable, I guess. Um, but I also – it gives me the opportunity to buy the Bears a little bit while fading the Vikings. And I just think the Lions are so bad that they're really a lock for fourth, and I can't really find too much value on them otherwise. So I'll take the Vikings plus 210 to finish third. Yeah, you just got to be worried about the uh, about Man Campbell doing something special there. <laughs> yeah, the culture, culture change. You never know. Blue collar America. All right, that's it for the NFC North. Stay tuned. We got the AFC North coming on tap on deck. The Oddscast podcast, three out of eight down. NFL Summer Series preview podcast. Dom Julio, Joe Delaro, Terry takes producer Corey. See ya. God bless. Watch your kneecaps. Ha ha. Send me productions. Thank you for this one. Cause this just feels so good. Friday, I just got out of school. Boys hit me up like we chillin' by the pool. Beach party later, so I'm kinda excited. Upperclassmen only, no freshmen invited. So it's not new, get smashed on the agenda. Tryna have a weekend, your boy can't remember. Try the sky dancer, you know I'm getting high. Bam hit me up, he just got the trade five. Granddaddy loud and the leaves are really purple. So we getting geek, that's worth the Steve Urkel. Thinking about tide on time hurt you you always in my thoughts my feet won't desert you into that you can find me chilling with the team eyes wide open while we trying to chase a dream damn come first and there's nothing in between when i say i'm living good man this is what i mean life is like a movie this is just a scene stress free life we all smoke green twist it and let it twist it and let it just twist it and let it twist it and let it smoke in the air push got us high if you feel good put your hands to the sky twist it and let it No different day, but things don't change. Party all night, that's a star gang thing. When the dude blow up, guarantee they go with me. Boston in the house, shout out to my city, and we be starting on the boys like ain't nothing new. Nice at the top, you should come and see the view. Red cup here, my Ciroc bottle too. And this life's going in, man, I ain't got a clue till then. I'm just living, alcohol sipping. Me and my friends and a couple good women. Aiming for the top, and you know we ain't missing. This is good party music, you should take a listen. Yeah, do take, but it's nothing. Tell them make a hate, cause their girlfriends love it. Star gang team, and you know nothing above it. When they ask about school, I'm like, ah, next subject. It's like a movie. Stress-free life, we all smoke green